Wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 235. Sure. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. Uh, the show presented by our friends over at Manscaped and the Couch Guy Sports site-wide sponsor at shockedenergy.com. Use promo code CGSN for 10% off your purchase. He nailed Look it, everybody. Boom. We're boom, back. boom, boom, boom. Rolling it out. Fuck it out. We're recording this Tuesday, December 7th, uh, night after the Patriots, one of the weirdest games that I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Wildly weird game. Tons of wind, snow in Buffalo. Stressful as fuck. Stressful, but also like, and we'll talk about it as we get into the show, but like, I never felt like the Bills were going to win that game. I mean, we'll talk about it. Uh, We got that. We've got, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to talk about the JB trade, the JBJ trade in the Hunter Renfro. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Cause I've got some things to say about that. Uh, and then we got anything else that that's on the list. Not worth talking about. Tuka Rask practice. I was going to say Tuka Rask is practicing. He's just a free agent. Free agent Tuka Rask is practicing. Yeah. Free agent in quotes. <laughs> yeah. We'll only play for the Bruins if he's a free agent. Everyone's um, saying he's coming back, but not free agent. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's absolutely coming back. Um, okay, so what do you want to what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about let's let's get the Red Sox out of the way. Do what you want to do about JBJ, and then we'll just do the rest of. Let's the get the Red Sox out of the way. So, Heim Bloom can't fucking breathe without people crying that we're turning into the Tampa Bay Red Sox. They can't. Anytime Heim Bloom makes any sort of move, which by the way, guys. I don't know if you remember last offseason, but every time he made a move, everybody was like, oh, this was unbelievable. Why, why are we doing small market things? We know what happened when Dave Dombrowski was here. Dave mm-hmm. Dombrowski, and it's, it's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. It's what we wanted. It's what a lot of Red Sox fans want every year, but that's impossible to do. Dave Dombrowski takes your farm system, rips it apart, boom, shreds you. You had a small window to win a World Series, and that's exactly what they did. Shredded the farm system, built a team that won the that had the most wins in Red Sox history. One of the best teams the Red Sox have ever put together. But that's not sustainable. As, the Dodgers as are sustainable, players. and that's because they get prospects when they don't when they don't keep everybody all the time. That's because they're the big market version of the Rays. They work mm-hmm. on the farm system, but then they also go get people, which guys, I have to imagine that's what the Red Sox are doing. I don't know why we act like the Red Sox are spending pennies day one Heim Bloom even said in his press conference if no one probably listened because no one wanted to hear it it was we want to be the Astros the Dodgers we want to be competing day in and day out every single year the ebbs and flow like we don't want to suck every other year especially what they said like just don't listen to that that's what he said day one we want to be the Dodgers we want to be the Astros okay great that's a good thing and he's doing that he's doing exactly that and he's building back the farm system so that brings me to the trade Hunter Renfro traded to Tampa Bay in a move that nobody really saw come. Nobody saw Hunter Renfro being traded. Um, like 11.30 at night, too, Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it was, but it, when it happened, it was like, what the shit? Uh, Hunter Renfro traded to Milwaukee. In return, the Red Sox get JBJ back, Jackie Bradley Jr. back, Woo! in two prospects. And one of those prospects, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. So they're both, I think they're both, they're both in the top 30 
of the Brewers system. Yeah, I the, believe you're right. I, what What's the dude's name? The one that's eight. Eight. Over and he was eighth. He's eighth in the Brewers system. I don't know their names because I'm not a prospect guy. I don't, I'm not a prospect guru by any means. Uh, unless you're talking about the Red Sox farm system, then I probably know him. But um, I know that the two prospects they got were probably I think top thirty, and one of them was t- was a top ten. Alex Benelis. Alex Benelis is, is yeah that guy. He he's, he's the eighth he's the eighth best prospect in the in the Brewers system. And David Hamilton came back. Yeah, and you literally traded. You got those guys plus Jackie Bradley Jr. for Hunter Renfro, who was good for like half a season. And that's my point. Listen, I loved I loved Hunter Renfro for a majority of the season. People forget. People forget how bad he was in the ALCS. First of all, he was atrocious, and he, he couldn't hit the baseball. Nope. He was atrocious in the ALCS. He looked like, he looked like the Tampa Bay Hunter Renfro. From- and and there's this like there's this idea that he's this stellar outfielder, right? And and you know he was he was very good this year, but he wasn't insane. Like he's not he's not the type of outfielder that. He's not like a JBJ type outfielder where you keep him around despite like a lower average just because of his defense. Yeah. Like he wasn't the superstar defensive player that people make him out to be. You get JBJ back and, and Hey, I want to tell you guys this. I don't think JBJ is going to be an everyday outfielder again. He's your fourth outfielder. He's your fourth outfielder. And my whole, my whole thing with this is like when Hunter Renfro was traded, people reacted like he was Babe Ruth. Like it was the Mookie Betts trade. He trade they, yes. tra- they traded it like it was Mookie Betts being traded all over again. It's like no, he shouldn't have been. In the li- I wanted him out of the lineup in the ALCS in the first place. Like- yes, yes, and they need a bolster. Listen, if they're right. gonna really compete and go for a World Series, mm-hmm. they need to add some real talent. And like, and again, Hunter Renfro, good player, not great, good player. I want this kid in Japan. Yeah. Say what's his name? Say is it how do you pronounce it? Seiya? Say I think Seiya? I don't know. We know, we know he he followed Suzuki. the Red Sox on Insta. He only follows the Boston Red Sox on Instagram. At least that was of, as of last night for the isn't team. That kid, isn't that kid a stud? Yes, like, he's kid, a that stud. Like a guaranteed five tool player. He's an outfielder. Yeah. You stick him in right field. Like if that happens, people are going to forget Hunter Renfro exists. And this is the problem with this trade. No, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't hate the trade. I like the trade. I'm okay with it because you got prospects. Guarantee those prospects get flipped in a year or so for something else at a deadline to help them win a t- championship, right? That's, that's another of, thing. That's what those, that's what those prospects are for. Stalking these guys. He is yep. stalking. Look what the Dodgers prospects. do, right? When they make a push every year, the Astros, right? You trade prospects at the deadline. That's what these guys are all going to be. He's stashing prospects so that this year, if they're good, he can go, okay, take these two couple guys that we just got, but we want to win now, right? Like that's what he's doing. But the Jackie Bradley trade also doesn't hurt the team next year, right? It's, I think it's an upgrade defensively. Um, obviously, you lose a little bit of power, but they either know they're get, know something's going on in the outfield with uh, this guy from Japan, or they know they're they're in on Schwarber and they think they're going to get him, right? Like because that's still in play, and, and apparently the Red Sox are still the favorites with Kyle Schwarber coming back. Um, but the Schwarber's not playing is, right. The, you put, oh, I know. You put Verdugo in right, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But, but like, and then you platoon like JBJ in certain places. Uh, I don't know what they think about Duran, right? You have options here. But I think the worst timing of this trade was the fact that it was like at the 11th hour before the lockout started. So there's a plan here, but now Heimblum has to wait to execute on this plan because of the lockout. I mean, that could take two months, right? So that, who knows what, when the, the, the lockout's going to end. And that's why people are going to think, oh, we just traded for JBJ. What the heck? And it's like, no, there's a plan here, but we just can't execute the rest of that plan because they're on a work stoppage. 
Red Sox fans, they don't they don't do it nearly as bad as Celtics fans do, or at least Celtics fans did for a couple of years. Blake's a lot of them, especially on Twitter, overvalue the shit out of some of these players. You know, like because oh, Celtics, Celtics fans, Celtics are fans Celtics, so bad. Yeah, yeah, they act like you're gonna get I don't know a superstar for for Marcus Smart only Marcus Smart. Like that's like that's 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 what I mean. Like Hunter Renfro, again, not Babe Ruth, but with the reaction to that trade, uh, it could be Mookie Betts. Huh? You can compare him to Mookie Betts, right? Hunter Renfro? Yeah, why not? Like you said, people were acting like it was the Mookie Betts trade. I know. That's crazy. You got Jackie Bradley back in two prospects. And it's December 7th. There's going to be other moves happening. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'll have a totally different tone when it comes to this trade. If we get to spring training, if the lockout ends, (laughs) if we get to spring training and the Red Sox haven't actually made another move to supplement that. Because I really I don't want Jackie Bradley back in the lineup every day. I don't. I don't mind him like defensive replacement, you know, as a fourth outfielder platooning to get some guys rest. I think that's what he's at, right? Unless you're playing on a bad team, then sure, you can be an everyday outfielder. But on a team that wants to win a championship, at this point in his career, and he's done that here, right? Like you're a fourth outfielder, you have options between him, Duran, um, obviously Verdugo. If Schwarber comes back, he can platoon in left. Like there's options but you just can't be relying on JBJ every day. And if you're not, then I'm okay with this trade. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. That's, that's basically all I, had, all I had on that. I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to make another move so I can be like, all right, guys, can we just like, can we stop pumping the tires of, of Hunter Renfro? Did, did this lockout ends before spring training? I have no idea. This that's the thing. That's, that's the weird thing about this lockout. We just like, we don't have any information. No. Like, it seems like they're super far apart. They had, was it two meetings the day, well, two days before, or a couple days before? Yeah, and it ended like with seven minutes. minutes. They lasted yeah. like seven minutes. Yeah. So I have no idea when this thing's going to end. I don't think anybody does. I don't even think they do. And, you know, Rob Manfred and the owners, like, they're, they're, they're doing their thing where they're trying to pin this on players. The players. It's, it's, not, the, it's not the players. We fans know at MLB owners, I swear to God. And, and Rob Manfred, they think we're stupid. They think they, they think the fan base is just dumb. It's crazy. Like yeah, we know it's talk, not the uh, we know it's not the players' fault. I didn't read the whole report, but like their big thing is like, well, the players want these big, long, massive contracts, and we're not trying to get rid of those. We're trying to do X, Y, Z. Like they can have their ten-year, seven thousand million-dollar contracts, and it's like, no, that's not the point here. Like they like minor league baseball players need to get paid more, um, and all this stuff plus stuff for like. I, I will never side with a baseball owner ever in a negotiation no. situation. It's, it's complete crap. And um, the baseball needs a new commissioner. It's really the problem here. Yeah. He sucks. He's, Manfred he's sucks. really, he's really he's somehow awful. become the worst of the four. Rob Manfred, which is crazy. Cause Roger Goodell is still a commissioner. Roger Goodell exists. <laughs> of, the, of the national football league. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Um, all right. That's all I got for the Red Sox. You got anything else on them? No. It's like, we're not going to really have, like, the hot stove's done. The hot stove is, is ice cold right now. I mean, it was hot for a couple of weeks. Like, what I mean, look like? like Max it was Scherzer's good. Going, Max Scherzer's going to the Mets on, like, a two-year deal, three-year deal, whatever it is. Like, Three-year deal, kind of money. 43 million. They are so dumb. They are so, so, so dumb. dumb. And then Max Scherzer apparently wants Buck Showalter to be his manager, so they're looking at him now to be the manager of the Mets. Um, yeah, sure. Listen, Buck Showalter, really, he's going he's gonna to mesh well yeah. with the young players, for sure. Yeah. That's going to yeah. work out well. 
Red Sox interested in Trevor Story, apparently. Wouldn't hate that. You know, there's things I wouldn't hate it either. Carlos Correa is still a free agent. You know, Javi Baez just, went to I the just, Cubs. I just don't want Carlos Correa. Uh, Trevor Story, would you rather him than Carlos Correa? Really? I I think just because Carlos Correa is such a douche. But could you imagine? But so was Kevin Garnett, and then everyone loves him. Yeah, but Kevin Garnett was like a fiery douche. Like Carlos Correa is just a douche. But think about Carlos Correa at short, Xander Bogarts at second, Devers at third. It would be nasty. Tristan, Ka- Tristan Cassis at first base by the time the playoffs roll around. Hitting it would be it would be like nasty. seventh spot in the lineup. Listen, it would it would be awesome, but I just I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have Trevor Story personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so much more that can happen for the Red Sox as we get as we get closer to the actual season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jared, it's holiday season. Oh, crap. holiday season. Oh, yeah, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, do you? Well, today's sponsor – well, this is good because today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped, I've never heard anybody actually call it a white elephant competition. Uh, that's just uh, – I've never been part of one or I've never actually heard people call it one. A white um, elephant competition. Interesting. Uh, Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million. It's a lot of men. It's a lot of balls. It's a lot of well, downstairs areas, 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. There we go. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code couchguy 20 at manscaped.com. Ho, 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 fellas. Not of your nice. Tis the season. To perform Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list. Inside, you will find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag the dads they can't stop talking about this the teens they secretly buy this and the women will love you for it now these are our picks for manscaped surefire win stocking stuffers number one the manscaped two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner just launched kill two birds with one stone Number two, the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. Number three, Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit is the best. I used it this weekend. Number four, Crop Mops Ball Wipes in your for your stanky balls. Number five, Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Whatever that is. So you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off with free shipping. Use the code couchguy 20 manscapecom Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use. And it's almost sure to get a laugh. Now listen up. Once again, get 20% off with free shipping using the code couchguy 20 at manscapecom Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. All right. Patriots. Listen, 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 last year, Twitter was loving it. Social media was loving it. The other 31 NFL fan bases were loving it. They thought the Patriots dynasty was done. They thought it was kaput. They thought it was gone forever. 
or at least for a few years. And then somehow, you maniacs, you lunatics, several teams in the top 15, top 14 that needed quarterbacks, several of them. There were five marquee names available. Somehow, Mac Jones, who was rumored to go number three, falls all the way down to number 15. And who picked that number 15, Nick? The New England Patriots. You let Mac Jones fall to the New England Patriots? And the thing is, he wasn't even the story last night. So this was probably one of the most hyped-up games that we've had in years. Patriots, Bills, Monday Night Football. Now, unfortunately, didn't really live up to the hype because the weather sucked. The weather was horrendous. We had a lot of wind. There was snow. It, you couldn't really throw the football. I'm actually kind of happy because we, we didn't have a show last week just for situations. That's true. And everything that we would have said would have been a waste. Like, we would have previewed this game. We would have gone through everything if we could have had a show last week. And all of it would have been, like, complete crap. I would have said, yeah, this is Mac Jones' time to shine. He's going to sling the ball all over the Bills' defense. This is going to be the time for Mac Jones. And then he threw the ball three times. Three times. So, three times. and this is a question that we asked last night. Like, does this bode well for Bill Belichick's coach of the year? Because Mac Jones threw the football three times. You went into Buffalo, into a hostile environment where the weather was insane. Mm-hmm. And you pulled out a 14 to 10 win. Mm-hmm. And you, you not only are, are first place in the AFC East, you're first place in the AFC. You're the one seed right now, guys. We had conversations before the season started, whether or not they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that was the win. The win was if you make the playoffs and win over 10 games, that's a successful year with the first year quarterback after sucking with Cam last year, like make the playoffs and just go from there and we'll start seeing next year. That was the win. That was our hope. That, yeah, the one that's seed. all we and wanted. Now they're the one seed, Nick, and you, they're, part, they're part of the most likely matchup to happen in the Super Bowl. Do you know what that matchup is? Betting favorites. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. Right now, Bucks patriots is the betting favorite matchup for the Super Bowl right now. And it would be unbelievable. And listen, if the NFL is rigged like some sports bettors like to believe, you know, you see a lot of people on sports. That happens. Uh, sports betting social media. Yeah. Sports betting social media. They, they like to think that some games are rigged. And, and I am part of the belief that there are definitely some games rigged. There are some calls that just don't make any sense. Would you, as a Patriots fan, before we answer the other question we talked about, like on Twitter and stuff, would you want that to happen as a yes. Patriots fan? Would you want Bill? Absolutely. For this? What if you lose? Stuff Tom in a locker. There's no way Bill's losing to Tom. <laughs> Bill knows. Bill knows all Tom's tricks. He came if to Gillette the, Stadium. And he stumbled though. a little bit. He didn't have Gronk though. Oh, who cares? Kyle Duggar. That's the name. Okay. That's fair. He's got Gronk blanketed. If you are a fan outside of New England, are you pissed that that happens? If Belichick and Brady play each other, how do you view that as an outsider of a New England or Bucks fan or whatever? Like. What do you, what do you, if you're the outside looking in as a, just a casual, an NFL fan who hates Tom Brady, right? Cause he was with the Patriots and hated the Patriots. How do you feel about Belichick and Brady playing each other in the Super Bowl? If you're a football fan, if you're a football fan, you want this. <laughs> if I, don't you, I, if, I don't know if I want it. it. I don't know if, if I your do. team, listen, if your team's not going to the Super Bowl and you're not a Patriots fan, you haven't been a Patriots fan and you've just watched from afar, right? Let's just say you're a Denver Broncos fan. If you know the Broncos are most likely not going to the Super Bowl, you guys got your own problems over there. For the story, for the two-week lead. See, I don't think the two-week thing. Up to so, Sunday? The two, the two weeks would be so hard. hard. 
It would be unbelievable. And it's almost like it's lining up. This is, this is what we've wanted. This mm-hmm. is what everybody's wanted. Uh-huh. This was the first conversation. As soon as Tom left, left and went to Tampa Bay, that was the idea. Could they ever face each other in a Super Bowl? Right now, it's the betting favorite to happen. It is a 10% chance. How nuts is that? And oh, like, do I think they could win that game? 100%. Like, they should have beat him here. And they only they got beat anybody. Since, and they've only gotten better since then. Like, yeah. Like, to me, Nick, I know we're going to talk about this. Like, they are, I, they are the best team they have seen. Like, I know they technically are because of their record, but like, I genuinely looked up and down the AFC and go, no one's going to beat them right now. Well, that's like, the thing. The only game- so I think everybody can beat everybody in the AFC right now. Well, you know, that's yeah. not true. I think, I think the Patriots can beat anybody. I think the Chiefs can still beat anybody. Yep. And it's a much bigger test next Saturday night, not this coming Saturday, next Saturday night, because the Patriots are buy this week. By the Colts. Yep. Playing the Colts Saturday night, primetime. I didn't realize the Colts are also on their bye, too. So you're both coming off a bye week. To play, Jonathan that, Taylor's to, got play fresh that, legs. to play that Saturday night game. Jonathan Taylor scares <laughs> the hell out of me. No, I think you win that game. I think they went out. I think this this was the one game I was concerned about this Monday night game in Buffalo. Like, I, I think I think they might win out. And they control the one seed, which is nice, right? Like, they went out. They had the one seed. They, they went out. They won the one seed. And, if, and now, Nick, I'll tell you this. If, they, if their road is home, if they, if they have to go through Belichick and go through Foxborough to get to the Super Bowl, I think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Like Bills, that's the thing. Like, who's who's gonna be in the way? Kansas City. Kansas City to me is still the most dangerous team in the AFC. Yep. Because they've been there. Because they've been there, because you know, this offense still isn't clicking the way that you know you, you expect them to. And but, they also have a pretty competent coach, right? Like they yeah, like Andy yeah. Reed. Yeah. Okay, Andy Reid, but Bill knows how to handle Patrick Mahomes even when that offense is clicking. And the scary thing is about the Chiefs is that defense looks really legit right now. Yeah. Really legit. But like when you when you look at last night's game, you held the Bills to ten points, right? And seven of those were on Nikhil Harry. Unbelievable, you, dude! You should. We'll talk about that. You should have won that game, Nick. That game was fourteen to three, right? Because Nikhil Harry, for some reason, like we're gonna let him field punts all of a sudden, and of course it goes off his helmet like an idiot that he is. And then they next play they score a touchdown. Like outside of that. You win that game 14 to three, and the Bills did nothing on you. Nothing. Did they also the get Bills. three? Did they also get three on the Miles Bryant when he when he shoved Josh Allen, which was just the worst personal foul call uh, I think I've ever seen? Was that the field goal? Was that the field goal drive? Was that the field goal? Or no, didn't what? he miss the field goal in that one? No, that was the drive. He missed the field goal. Okay. The three okay. points. Either, that was... they, they really got three points. Yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. They really got three points. Yeah. Like I don't give him the touchdown. The kill Harry scored the touchdown. Like give the, give him some fantasy points. <laughs> like, and we're we're gonna talk about this. By the way, if you had if you were relying on Mac Jones last night to win your fantasy, I'm sorry. So sorry. What do you get? Zero point four should, points. You should never have done that anyway because they're playing the Bills regardless. But like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like the the only way the only way you were starting Mac Jones last night was if like your quarterback's on a buy and he was there. He was available yeah. for you. You grab him, you play him. Even, he gets, even he get then, aren't play? there even then weren't there other options? Yeah, probably. Kirk Cousins Come on. probably playing against Detroit. Kirk he, Cousins, would, he looked, he looked uh, like he would have been a good Taysom pick. Taysom Hill is still like sitting there, right? And he started last week, got like 20-something points. Like, Oh, I don't want I don't want anything to do with Taysom Hill. None. You weren't, <laughs> but you weren't starting Mac Jones over Taysom Hill this week? God, no. He was the starting quarterback for the Saints. God. This game uh, was, was so weird. This game was this game was ridiculous. Um, the, coach so, of the, year, the coach of the year thing, though, I want to talk about that. 
because so I do. I want to talk about that in one second. I just want to ask you this really quick. The okay. Patriots play the Bills now in three weeks again at home. Yep. After the way that Parsons, Hyde, and Sean McDermott all reacted after the game last night, yeah, oh, they're so broken. Sad. Their brains so are melted. Sad. No way the Bills beat the Patriots this this time. Three okay, weeks. Cut. No way. So the Bills, mind you, they're going. They just they just lost the Patriots, and now they have to go play Tom in Tampa Bay this Maybe. this week. Are they seven and five now? The, the who? The Bills. The Bills. The Bills are seven and five, and they're about to be seven and six after they go play Tom Brady in Tampa. They're not going to beat Tom. They're not going. They never beat Tom. Tom owns the Bills. We know that. So then you're going to be seven and six, and then have to play the Patriots two weeks later. The Patriots yeah. might clinch the division when they play you in, in July. Like, oh my God, and that would be so sweet, especially because everybody, everybody, everybody handed this division to the Bills. The Bills, preseason, hundred percent, handed like, it to them. But didn't we though too? Like everybody yeah, I did. did. I did. Like, yes. I was like no, it's the Bills this year. We'll figure that. We'll get the wild card. That's fine. Um, I, I look at like this whole situation for the Patriots and go, okay, well, you're you're probably gonna win out. Like, I don't think you lose that game at home, dude. They didn't throw any pass plays. They have the entire half of their offense that the Bills didn't see. Like, well, that's what that's what Bill like, said this morning on EEI's the Greg Hill show. Did you see that? Yeah, he was like, I, I, we have an entire half hour playbook that they didn't even see. We can, <laughs> we can throw whatever pass play we want. They they won a game fourteen to ten, fourteen to three, right? And they threw one pass play. They have all of their passing offense that they didn't show the Bills in person at all. You know how gross that is too. That the Bills the Bills run defense sucks. They get pushed around. They Especially Mac Jones throws like ten times in Gillette. Minimum. 10, 15 times. That's it. They're going to run the ball yeah. again. They're going to run the ball again. It's Jonathan Taylor. They're, they're the team. Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns against. Yeah. And he, again, Jonathan Taylor, I'm scared. I am scared shitless of that guy. I know, but I two think weeks. You, give, you give Bill two weeks to prep to stop Jonathan Taylor. I, he's going to get his touchdowns. Like, I get it. But if Bill, we, we praise Bill Belichick for being able to take away the, the, indie, like the opponent's best player. He's their best player. Now let's talk about Bill. Look at that. Boom. Hop on the Segway. Mall cop style. Mm. From Rome. From Rome. Segway. Nick, Nick Quag, Mall cop. Patriots. Bill Belichick. Holiday season. Head coach. You ever heard of Bill Belichick before? Greatest of all time. This man is up for coach of the year. Has he ever won coach of the year? I don't think so. I don't think he has. No, Just because they so like. Good. They were so good that they, they didn't. That's the thing. Like, it's kind of like LeBron with the MVP in the NBA. Like, you can't give it to him every year. Okay, but they do it in baseball. Mike Trout. Yes, they do. But Mike Trout also might be the the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. Okay, but like Michael Jordan didn't win MVP every year. LeBron okay. James. Oh, but you but you, <laughs> but you see my point. <laughs> Bill, Bill, I say show it. My, Mike Trout did not win the MVP this year, so we'll give him that. And yeah, another angel, which is yeah. dude. Your Hilarious. team has we're not ta- two, no, stop. We're not talking about baseball. We're not two MVPs. And you guys stink that bad. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> dude, the Angels stink. I hate them. We're not talking um, about baseball. They're in a lockout. Bill we can't talk about them. It's illegal. In the conversation of coach of the year. Right? And then after last night's game, I posed the question, which I knew the answer to. I just wanted to get that Twitter interaction. That's how you do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Is Bill Belichick yeah. coach of the year still? How, does, that, does that bode well for his coach of the year argument? Shout out to Diego, who thought we were sexy. For, uh... That's true. Shout out Diego. <laughs> Shout out Diego. Um, of course, he's the coach of the year, but they won't give it to him. They won't. Yeah, give but it after him. last night's game specifically, did that increase his coach it of the year increase. or decrease? Uh, who votes for coach of the year? 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's the coaches, right? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Or is it the media? I don't know. I, I, I can look at what the Bill did last night, and people go, well, that's just dumb. Like, I can look at a bold card. It's a really great game plan. I guarantee you they didn't expect to run the ball that much until they got to the game and went, oh, crap. Like, we can't throw the ball. Um, I, I think last night should increase his odds to be coach of the year because he had the cojones to literally just say, we're going to run the same three plays, and we're just going to flip it. In the same formation, all they're going to do is just flip the play. Have you seen those videos, like the highlight videos of like talking through that a little bit? Like, they were running through power eye formation and just flipped the play. Like, John o. Smith flipped, flipped which side he was blocking on, and they just went and, and they ran it. That, that went the time when they ran, like, I don't remember, it was like 20-something run plays in a row before he passed it. They ran the same play in the same formation almost every single time, and all they did, Nick, every other play, they just flipped it. Went to one side. And or the they other. couldn't stop them. They, they knew it was coming, and they couldn't stop them. they em. couldn't stop it. Um, and it's not like Mac Jones could even check out of it because what receivers were out there? It was like double backs. Like, it was insane. The fact it was your best that, blocking receivers, which is the best thing Nikhil Harry does on this team. He's a great blocker. I'll give yes, him that. Yes, he is. He's a great blocker. Um, should, be, should not be back there catching punts. God, no. We're not talking about that. That was awful. Um, also, Bill, but that's also on Bill. 100%. Nobody should have been back there. The game plan, and this kind of speaks to coach of the year for me. Do you think the game plan of just, I'm going to run it up your asshole every time, is I'm going to, I, I want to take your heart out and just put it on a platter in front of the entire league on Monday night. Deshaun McDaniel. I don't, I don't know like, if that was the intention, like, but I hope like, it was. Like, it literally felt like he was like, uh, I'm going to beat you, but I'm going to beat you with one hand tied behind my back, and this is still my division. Like, that's what it felt like that game plan was. It felt it, like it he, was a, go screw, you're not good enough to win this division anymore, it's mine. And like, you saw the reaction after, too. Oh, the Bills are so soft. So soft. And, you, and, you know, you after it? seeing, let me see. Which I, I like the Sean McDermott one a little bit more because I don't actually one. know. I don't actually know the question that was asked. So the question for it was Micah Hyde and who? Uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Boyer. Yeah. And someone asked them, basically, was it embarrassing to get run on like that? Like, do you feel like, were you embarrassed? <laughs> Valid question because they should be. And they basically said, like, what kind of question is that? All this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then after the whole press conference was over, Micah Hyde looks at the reporter and goes, come on, man. Like, what? you can't be asking that. Like, I sit up here every day, answer all your questions truthfully and honesty. You got to stop coming at me. You got to stop that. And I'm like, dude, Micah Hyde, like, that's a legit question. You should be embarrassed. Like, the way you're reacting to all this and your coaches did the same thing, like, you guys are embarrassed, clearly. Damian Harris, 10 carries because he got hurt, 111 yards. One touchdown. Ramondre I, bet you like, I bet you like eight of those carries were on a bad hammy too. Yeah. Ramondre Steven, Stevenson, 24 carries, 78 yards. Brandon Bolton, four carries, 28 yards. I mean, they just, they ran all over you and that was their game plan. Mm -hmm. And they had no intention of throwing the football. It was incredible. It was, and, and, but it was I will amazing. Say though, that one complete, that John Smith catch though. The one with the wing. Shout out John Smith. Shout out John Smith. Holy crap. Keeping Max percentage up. <laughs> yeah, got to keep that. Got to keep that percentage up. Here's the Sean McDermott one. Oh, my! You know, I can't hear you now, and I do this every week. I use my phone, and then it took my earpiece, my my headphone, and moved it over my phone. Yeah. Stupid. You still can't hear me, can you? 
I can't hear a damn thing you're saying right now. All right, we're back. Good. Are you going to play it? Yes, I can. Sean McDermott. Let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was, um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position at the 40-yard line and he starts with the 23-yard line, and I'm rounding up in both cases, and we were 1 for 4 in the red zone, and they're 0 for 1 in the red zone, you give me that ahead of time, I'm sorry, I like my chances. First of all, the only reason, the only reason, Sean, that coach Coach McDermott, the only reason that you were in the red zone for that touchdown is because Nikhil Harry muffed a punt off his face. Yeah, you went one for four in the red zone because Nikhil Harry got you in the red zone. Like, <laughs> yeah, that you, was you, a punt. You, you basically went zero for three in the red zone because you didn't get to the red zone. You didn't get to the red zone on your own. Right, that's yeah, that's not the rest of it. But just like just to discredit Bill like that, it's it's crazy. Like they are so far in the Bills' heads. I don't think they could come to Gillette in a few weeks and win. I don't know. Like this was the game they should have won. They were at home. Think about it at home, snow game, win. This is like Buffalo football. This is what they live for. And Josh Allen's paid to win these games, like protect home field advantage. Bill's mafia is loud and crazy. And they just went in there and shut them up. I guarantee you can't handle it. I guarantee you, Jared, if they lose next week to the Bucs, there's going to be some. There's going to be some reports that there's some inner turmoil going on in the Buffalo Bills uh, locker room. Oh, 100 percent. There probably already is, but they're not going to report it if they wait against the Bucks. It's like, oh, everything's fixed. The Buffalo Bills won against the Bucks. They were yeah, coming on glue last Nick, night. Nick, spoiler alert, they're not going to beat the Bucks. They're not. There's no way they beat the Bucs. And if they do, hey, keeps the storyline alive for us. All right. We got anything else here? Or are we good? Um are you gonna miss the Patriots on their bye? No, I'm just kidding. Uh look. I think the Patriots are hands down the best team in the AFC. Like, I really do. Um, I think it's going to end up being them and the Chiefs at the end because I the Titans are hurt now. They're crumbling in the wrong direction. The Ravens just kind of keep crapping on themselves. And then after that, it's like the Pittsburghs, the Cincinnati's of the world. I, th- I think the Colts are a good team. I think the Colts yeah, are a good Yeah, but like eventually team. all you're going to rely on is Jonathan Taylor and that's going to beat you. Someone's going to figure that out, right? Like, I don't think Carson Wentz is good enough to say, okay, I'll help you out when you're not running the ball. What happens if Jonathan Taylor gets hurt in the next four weeks, five, whatever? You're screwed. Yeah. No, you're right. really good. It's it a really good shot. Patriots are the AFC Championship game, at least. At least at this point, which is, again, crazy to a say. A year after we were, going seven and nine with Cam We Newton. were, if Bill doesn't win coach of the year, that is disgusting. Disgusting behavior. Yep. Can, we, can you win GM of the year, too? He should. Can he, win, can he, he should. Bowl? Can he win bowl? <laughs> he should. He can. He's up for the, bowl. The, he should. The draft he had this year was trading out for Barmore, obviously Mac Jones, um, Ramondre Stevenson was his draft pick, and then you start throwing out Judon, bringing back Van Noy, all the things he did in free agency, Hunter Henry, John. Like this dude should be what, exactly the year too. I don't care how much money he had to spend to do it. He, he made the right choices. He picked the right players. Patriots first place, baby. Guys, listen. We're going to be back next week for episode 236. That show talk, also. Talk about that Colts game. Yes, we will. That show also presented by our friends at Manscaped. Use promo code CouchGuy20 at Manscaped.com. And guys, go to CouchGuySports.com and check out all the content that we got going on there. We got blogs. We got videos. We got YouTube videos. We have a million podcasts, including Jared's Into the Triangle podcast, which is currently locked out because of the MLB lockout. Can't do anything. Uh, follow us on Twitter, too, at Nick Quag, at Jared underscore Scally, and at Couch Guy Sports on Twitter. And 
CGS Boston Pod on Twitter, which is we have, yeah, it's, it's, it's not suspended. We're good. New, new Twitter account. The Boston one. The the bo- CGS Boston Pod is, is the, the new, new one. Account. Go follow that one because we had hundreds of followers in the last one, guys. Just transfer over. It's not that guess, fucking hard. Get us back there. Come on. Do it. All right. I- we good? Yeah, you're good. All right. CGS Boston Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and thank you for watching. Have a wonderful night. Oh, wait. Shit.